And Danielle's like, just move, come and move in with me. Um, just You just have to get down here. Um, quit your job, you know, and we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Welcome to Drop the Disc. We are so excited to share this week's episode with you as we spoke to Brianne and Danny, the sisters behind Freshwater Design Co. right here in Augusta, which got its start when Danny's boss at a horse farm mentioned to her how inconvenient it was to burn the horses' names into their tack kits. So I was like, I can try, and I ended up really liking it, even though it was way, way harder than you think. They take us through the early days of the company when both of them worked other jobs as well. Yeah, we would try and fill every weekend with something where we would be selling fresh water. And the life-changing decision that may have saved their business. And if Um, it doesn't work, we'll be done. If it does, we got something different. Right. Yeah, that was kind of the, the mindset. Where are they now? Well, you may have seen that they just opened a new storefront on Broad Street right next to SoCo. But what you don't know is the rest of the story and where they've been doing business all this time until this moment. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Drop the Disc podcast. If there are any cool people, personalities, or stories in Augusta that you think deserve to be heard, shoot us an email at dropthedispod at gmail.com. And while you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, go ahead and leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening. We really do appreciate that. And this episode, like every episode, is presented by our dearest friend, Nancy Powell. Instead of telling you today about how great Nancy Powell is at real estate and how she's Augusta's favorite real estate company, I'm going to take a moment to promote something that Nancy is involved in right now in Augusta. As she is involved with the Augusta University Alumni Society, she is currently encouraging all Augusta University area alumni to go ahead, buy your tickets for the upcoming fundraising barbecue that's going to happen on campus. So if you're an Augusta University alumni, go ahead and check that out. Uh, There's a video on Facebook that she's sharing and the school is sharing. And if you have any questions, go ahead and reach out to her. Shoot her an email to nancypowell1977 at gmail.com or check her out. Send her an instant message on social media. Just search at Downtown Augusta Broker. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And we're Drop the Disc Podcast. We're staring at some pretty cool gifts we just got. We are, and I'm trying not to pop this bubble wrap while we're on air. (laughs) Yeah, put that down. Uh, Before we talk about the gift that we just got, which is pretty awesome, today we're here with... I am Danny Harmody and co-owner of Freshwater Design Co. And Brianne Martin, co-owner of Fresh Carzanko. <laughs> Very convenient. Because yes. we own it together. <laughs> Very convenient. Um, tell us real quick a little bit about how you guys know each other and what Freshwater Design Co. is. Yeah, um, we've known each other. Well, for me, it's been... How old are you? <laughs> 29. 29. 29 and a half years. 29 years yeah. and a couple months. We're sisters. So we grew up <laughs> together and started Freshwater together about... Five years ago. Yep. Five years in business now. And yeah. what is Freshwater? Why did you start it? What, why did we start Freshwater? Well, actually, it's really because we are sisters that um, we wanted to work together on something. We already kind of each had our own skill set. That is what Freshwater is now or what it evolved into now. But 
we each had our own skill set that we were doing on the side as a hobby. Um, you were kind of doing it more as a, Brianne was doing it more as your full-time job as right. well. But, um, and after my wedding, we worked together a lot on my wedding and we lived in different states and we still want to be able to work together on things and just Right. Well, what did we do fun. on your wedding? Oh yeah. For my wedding, we did everything because I didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. We made yeah. everything. So we did all the, um, signage, the and signage and how everything looked and we just made it, um, in house. And when we say we make things, um, our business started as a, a little like wood Pyre. burn sign <laughs> pyrography business, which is where you take a really, really hot pen, like a soldering iron and you just draw a design on wood. Okay. <laughs> or you burn the design yeah, onto the wood. Burn the design onto right. the wood, which is a, also like a really weird art form to just pick up. So I feel like I should maybe tell you about how we yeah. got started we'll, with we'll that. Get, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. But yeah, so she would, I would design the, I'm a graphic designer, so professional graphic designer. I went to the school for it. I have a degree from um, UW Stevens Point. And so she would ask me to design her like signage and stuff for her wedding. And then she would take that and burn it into the wood. Yeah. So it was like, so it looked really good. So it looked it really centered. Nice. Everything yeah. was like, yeah, thought out, well designed, obviously. Right. So we did all that for her <laughs> wedding. And then afterwards we we're like, oh, we're really bored and we want to like work together <laughs> yeah. on something else. And we're like, we could sell the, like sell like wood burn signs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that was, how it started. And that's how it that's started. How it started. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. We've um, already had people asking for it, you know, right. just because of the wedding. Friends and, and family. And, yeah, so. Right. Um, but I had experience in like marketing <clears throat> and like websites and design because I was working um, in that field in New Hampshire. And then she was here yeah. in Augusta. Um, so, and we're not really sit around after work kind of people. So definitely needed something to do. Yeah, we wanted to do something together. Evening, yeah, and we wanted to kind of fund our travel hobbies. We okay. like to travel. So we're like, if we can just make, you know, $100 each of us a month, just kind of put in this little fund and we can go more places together because we didn't mm-hmm. live anywhere near one another. Um, that was kind of the goal. Right. So we started putting together a little collection. And the first thing I did with it was go to the Augusta Market. So... Um, before you even moved down here, I bought a tent. I went and set it up at 5.30 in the morning, put up our little, you know, wood signs, some other stuff, and people started buying it, like, yeah, right away. So we were like, oh, this is something, maybe. So, so I, see? <laughs> see? There it is. Yeah. It already That happened. was it. We uh, should, like, make a tally of how many times we're both going to do that during <laughs> yeah. this. Because so before we go too deep into yeah. freshwater, mm-hmm. we have to ask you, are you sisters from Augusta? No, no, we're no. from Wisconsin originally. Born and raised, Wisconsin. all of our families in yeah. Wisconsin. Um, we like to think we don't have the Midwest accent anymore, but that might not be true. Mm, it's <laughs> there. It's there. It's, there. <laughs> it's subtle. It is. It's subtle. so <laughs> subtle. It's not Certain like a Minnesota. Words. Yes. You know. Oh yeah. No. They're, they're very it used to be thick. really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I would get made fun of a lot. Yeah. Because neither of us have lived in Wisconsin in like ten. 10 plus years. So yeah. yeah, it's been a while. So you grew up for the most part, both of you in Wisconsin yeah. together? Since college, like as soon as we graduated college, we both left. Yeah. And so did you go to, was it UW? UW's, Is that what you call UW it there? Stevens Point. Yeah. Yep. We both UW. went there. Okay. Yeah. Different degrees, but we, um, that's where we came like yeah. best friends you in college. A- I have a wildlife ecology degree. 
Wow. Yeah, I'm a captive wow. wildlife miner. So That's where the freshwater comes from. Base. Well, <laughs> I think the so. The freshwater comes from Wisconsin, <laughs> like general. growing up like okay. on the lakes. And, okay. There's um, a lot of them. I was always <laughs> wondering yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We get asked that a lot. We just wanted a name that um, kind of felt like like homey to us. Mm-hmm. So um, Freshwater Design Co. is what we landed on. And our logo used to be like a little boat because our dad and like family works on boats and stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah. and we would always grow up going on, on the boat. That was your on weekend the water, yeah. Always. Um, so you always have to like help clean the boats and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Freshwater is what we came up with. And yeah. we love it. Yeah. So yeah. you guys went to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. UW, mm-hmm. and that's the point where you separated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So should we should we separate the stories? Yeah, because yeah. I want to know about this wildlife degree. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to talk about yeah. the wildlife so start degree. Start with her. Start with Danny. <laughs> she sure. went first. Yeah. So through college, um, I did multiple like internships every summer because I wanted to travel. Um, so I started to get like a little bit of um, love for going out and doing something different somewhere else and getting paid to do it, and then going back to school at the end. So I did a couple different things. I would work um, the my first internship was with big cats, like tigers, lions, leopards. What were you doing? Um, I was a keeper. So, you know, feed them, clean up after them, make sure they don't Tiger get in king. fights. Yeah, don't make, yeah, yeah. It was in Texas, which I don't know. Is Tiger King in I think it's Florida? Florida. Mm-hmm. Tiger King is, it's not nearly the same. No, this is a sanctuary. <laughs> so <laughs> we would rescue tigers from places like that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Does it was a, Texas have like a massive exotic animal oh, yeah. like situation? So there's multiple sanctuaries in Texas just because I think there's like one or two in Oklahoma too. But yeah, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, they all have like laws for the state. They're like, yeah, sure. If you want a tiger. It feel free, which is super weird. Um, so more often than not, they would get this baby tiger smuggled in from Mexico and, you know, it would grow past two days in their house. And they're like, oh, this is insane. So we're just going to, you know, call someone up to come get it. And that would be sync, which is where I used to, where I interned. So they'd pick up these baby tigers or whatever and, you know, raise them and let them live there. They didn't release anything, of course, um, back into the wild or anything like that. But yeah. they would just... Yeah, give them a That's really good Texas little life. Needs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah, all the way to India or wherever they were from. <laughs> Originally, poor things. But um, it was really, really fun. They had like, you know, massive pools and they would play and all these jungle gyms and stuff. So, you know, they had it as best as they could for, you know, being. But you went to other places too. Yeah, yeah. So went around. I did um, New Hampshire. I think that's why we both ended up hanging out there for a little bit. Yep. Um, that was an actual like zoo. That was really fun. Um, but it was all for North American mammals that were injured and couldn't be released. So I really liked working there. Um, and then after college, right after I didn't really, wasn't really ready to take like a full-time position. Um, no, just, no college grad is. No, <laughs> no you know, you have all no. these jobs. I had a job offer to go work in like New York at some zoo. And I was like, you know, that sounds like the right thing I'm supposed to do. But I just wasn't ready yet. So I took like a long internship in Maryland working with, um, uh, injured horses. Um, it's just a horse sanctuary. So they just take in horses that were neglected or, you know, left behind, um, from someone that passed or whatever, whatever the situation was. So that was a really, really fun experience, which led me to my actual first job was, um, I wanted to stay with the horses. I really enjoyed that. Um, so I went to Utah to work at a ranch. That is cool. (laughs) 
Again, this just, is a very eclectic background. I know. Yeah. We have yeah. not, we do not have a good linear story, but I think that just <laughs> tells you exactly who we are. We just like to, I like to have fun and I want to be paid to do it. So how, how long were you in Utah? I was there for two years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. It was Moab. super yeah. fun. Yeah. Moab, which is getting a lot of, you know, excitement right now, but <laughs> it was a really chill place Me too, when I was honestly. there. <laughs> I love Utah. Utah's the best. It's beautiful. We're trying to eventually um, maybe get back out there, at least have an Airbnb there or something like that. Um, For sure. We just loved it there. But um, yeah, at the end of two years, my now husband got in the Navy. So um, after boot camp, we moved to California for is uh, a school, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. And that was another two years. So, but that's in Utah. That was, oh my gosh, that was like my favorite thing I've ever done. Just riding horses all day. <laughs> and then it would be so, so hot in the middle of the day that we'd have not a lot to do besides like, you know, nap and cool down. Um, but all the horses had their own bridles, right? So we have like 25, 30 horses and each horse's head is a different length. So, mm. you know, and they all wear different little mouthpieces. So they have one bridle per horse. I didn't know that. Did you? Okay. No. Yeah, some people don't. So um, when you hang up tack, you want to make sure it's labeled. So instead of like putting something on each bridle, it was hard to see. They all had little nameplates that went above the bridles. And they would, every time they got a new horse, they would burn it into the wood, like my, mm-hmm. my boss. And she didn't like it. She didn't like doing it. She's like, this is stupid. And I was like, well, give me that thing. Like I have some like steady hands and I used to do art as a (laughs) extracurricular in high school. Yeah. I was kind of an art (laughs) nerd. Um, so I was like, I can try. And I ended up really liking it, even though it was way, way harder than you think. Like, Mm. like putting the the pen to wood, um, the hot pen. Um, but after a little bit, I was like, I'm going to get this down because you know, why not? And then I would make like bigger science for some of our personal horses. And it just kind of tumbled from there i yeah. guess that's where the you made like a sign for like your bathroom then yeah <laughs> yeah and then, you, and then you people would you were like i want to do this for a birthday gift or a wedding yeah gift. and then that's when you would ask me yep. like hey can you design me for like the first time she's like can you design me like a little plaque that i'm gonna burn onto the wood so i would i sent it to her and she printed it off and then yep. threw it on the wood and then burned it into the wood yeah and then yeah yeah, so. just did that for, I think, a couple of years just as a hobby. Yeah. Yeah, just for fun. I just help her out every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So you were in Utah for two years, then you moved to California. Yep. And how, when did you come to Augusta? Uh, after that one. So okay. the two-year stint in California ended, and he got, my husband now got stationed at Fort Gordon here um, okay. to do his now job. So, and he's been there <laughs> the whole time. So, which is nice. His job is cool. We don't have to move around a lot. That's um, nice. Yeah. So if he retires um, Navy, he, he should be here the whole time if he, you know, if he ends up staying. So I'm interested. You, at this point that you moved here, mm-hmm. had lived in California, Utah, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, Texas. Am I missing any? Maryland. Maryland. Oh, in Maryland. Of yeah. Course. That's, where, that's where the injured horses were. That's gotcha. Where, that's, yeah. That's did right. That. What was your impression moving moving here? My initial impression, well, I had just moved from the beach. Mm-hmm. So, like, the literal, like, I would go and running in the morning. There'd be dolphins and whales. I would just wave at them. It was really cool. Wow. Yeah, it was a very, Monterey is a very cool place. Um, very expensive to live, though. Yeah. Like, super expensive. Um, so, I think, yeah, I rented out of, I had to rent out of room because I couldn't, we couldn't be together when he was in A school. He had to stay in barracks. Um, but, yeah, so when we got here, it was really, it was really nice because we could, you know, we got a house and like could like breathe a little bit when it came to finances, just because California is so expensive. And we were just still pretty young and mm-hmm. um, figuring out how to budget and 
Um, we had just gotten engaged, so we were, you know, also budgeting for a wedding. So I had a lot of fun that first year just doing wedding planning, doing everything for our house. And we bought a house after our first little um, rental, and we had a lot of fun with that. You know, did a couple different jobs around here. Um, that was all veterinary related, so I didn't love that. I guess that part um, wasn't my favorite just because I come from really cool positions. But yeah, yeah. unfortunately, y'all don't really have a zoo around here. I'd have to drive to like Columbia, but yeah. um, could have done that. I guess I went to Aiken and said I thought that would be closer. But lots of horses in Aiken. That's yeah. what I did first. Yeah. Okay. Um, horse vet, which is really I wasn't a vet, but I was a vet tech, which is really difficult. Like it's a really difficult job um, to be. Uh, horse vet tech so props to all my friends that do that <laughs> our one mm-hmm. of our best friends is a, just started as an equine vet so okay. um mm-hmm. i'm just like okay be very 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 careful because it's it can be kind of dangerous but um she's excellent at what she does so i only did that for a while just because it was really really draining and difficult and then i just got into regular veterinary for a while which is another reason why we i think why we started doing freshwater is just i needed an outlet um mm-hmm. yeah something to do in the evenings and then what really got me excited about Augusta is when we started doing the market it was just so cute yeah. it was something different yeah. it was not like my regular job inside four walls you know so it was um being outside and having people come in and be like oh my gosh I love what you just made and you and met a lot of people yeah I met so many contacts like right away and everyone was so so nice um we still talk to the people that you met yeah I think Jesse Netzler at SoCo was yeah. one of my first friends I made at the market and she's actually the reason we are in our space now downtown so years later which yeah. is really cool so very just cool the community down here is awesome just oh, awesome yeah. so you know supportive of people small that are businesses. yeah small businesses yep. and you know if you're trying to do something you don't get a lot of flack for it yeah. I feel like in some places you you do and they're like why are you doing that but we've been pretty lucky we've never really had any naysaying um from the community or definitely not from any family and friends or anything like that. Everyone's always been really supportive. So it's been really fun. Stick around. We'll be right back with the other half of the Freshwater Design Co. story right here on Drop the Disc podcast at Augusta Podcast Studio. So I know that Savannah River Brewing is done with Oktoberfest. They had a great, great event, really good turnout. But guess what? They still have some of their Oktoberfest beer which is called Uncle Fest Beer. Y'all have got to try it out. It's a traditional Oktoberfest that they non-traditionally dry hopped with, yep, you guessed it, German traditional hops. This beer is bready, toasty, nutty, with a hint of caramel, and I promise you, you can taste that all from my experience. Dry hopping with tradition hops provides a fresh, spicy, floral character that's crisp and refreshing. This beer is perfect for any fest or any after fest. Guys, if if you want to learn more kind of information about like all the beers they do, you can definitely go check out and get a beer tour. Jim Christian will definitely explain everything to you. Check them out. Definitely go to savannahriverbrew.com. That's where you can see all their beers, information on the brewery, what's in the tap room, their merch, even their food menu. For their events check them out savannah river brewery so we'll we'll get into the the timeline of like the market and kind mm-hmm. of you guys starting fresh water mm-hmm. in a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> um what when did you what was the year that you moved here just curious 2000 
15, like January 1st. Okay. Like, yeah, we moved here like during Christmas time. So. And then Freshwater would have been like a couple years after that, maybe? Two no. years. Two years after that? Was yeah. it two whole years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. let's okay. throw this to Brienne yes. and let's let's get her to 2017. Let's catch you okay. up and oh, yeah. and see what you kind of did in this time period. What'd you what'd you go to college for? Uh, I went to school for graphic design. Okay. So I graduated um, with a BFA in graphic design in four years, um, and then I also sent, I saw when we were in college together. I saw her going. Danielle going to um, all these different internships and stuff. So I wanted to do that too. So I did the same thing um, where I got, I had did an internship in Boston, which was really cool. Um, And then I wanted to, I visited her in New Hampshire when she was there during her internship. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up like staying, staying, (laughs) interning kind of. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I like quit my job. I was there supposed to only be there for a week. And then I just loved like working with her and stuff and, being around her and then um so I just called and quit my job and I just skipped my flight and stayed out in New Hampshire for the rest of the summer um they like gave me ever. a job like helping like little kids yeah and not stuff. the animals but the, <laughs> no, <laughs> the kids like you can play with the kids it's like a movie plot <laughs> yeah yeah it was really fun um so, like New Hampshire is so cute I love New Hampshire it's like so the exact much. thing you would think like the quaint and like there's angels everywhere and yeah <laughs> it's very cute um yeah so I um, and then went back to school and then got an internship in Boston and then went back to school and then had a, an internship in New Hampshire. Again, different um, com- place and everything. Yeah. But And then I graduated school and they offered me a job at the internship in New Hampshire. So I went and I worked there for like three years. Um, in, what were you doing? In, um, I was a graphic designer for a small um, printing and marketing company. So... Um, like signs or um, like logos, maybe they did um, like publications and stuff. So they like okay. printed like books and um, oh. magazines and like large run print. Um, so they did they had like an offset printing facility. So like the huge like offset printing printers. Have you seen those? Where oh yeah yeah yeah. So and then they had a marketing facility where they did like digital printing, so like business cards and all that stuff. So I learned everything as far as like print goes um and like how to prepare files and everything um ended up like running their marketing department for a year or so really good experience though very good experience yes um, high, high stress i would say high stress like environment it. that's all i'm gonna say if, um, y'all, <laughs> if y'all could see her face right now she doesn't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> no. <laughs> no so it was but it was very great experience and yeah. i learned a lot and I made a lot of friends and stuff um, but at that time I'm like, I definitely need a creative outlet. Like I need something to do, um, that makes me happy and everything. So, um, and then she got married we did all that stuff, which was really fun. And then afterwards I'm like, okay, what can we do to make some extra money and, um, yeah. travel with each other and like, just me do something different, like creatively and stuff. So, um, that's where the idea came from. That's where the idea came from. And we started working on. Um, I started working on like designs and then I would send them to her and she'd make them. And then, um, I started working on like a website. Um, and yeah. And so, Etsy for like two seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had one of those for right. like literally two seconds. Yeah. So we would did that like while I was still in New Hampshire and she was here in Augusta. So mm-hmm. like just back, we would talk on the phone for hours every night, just mm-hmm. like sitting there, just like working on fresh water. Just Mostly silent. But like yeah. if we had a question, we'd be like, Hey, you there? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Because well, my yeah, my husband's like pretty much always worked nights or swing shifts, so it was really boring. And then you were in a studio apartment by yourself, so. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I was all by myself. In so New were Hampshire, you so. were you making stuff and selling it on on your website? Um, so not yet. Making okay, it. No, it was so there. It was, uh, <laughs> I don't know that it was, it wasn't selling the way it does now on the website. It just and didn't yeah. know about it yet. But. And at this point it was Freshwater Design Co. Yeah. We, Always, yeah. Um, okay. we, we'd come up with the name. Um, like we spent a couple weeks on the name, um, just going back and forth on things. And then we figured out the name and then I would work on some designs and stuff. And then, um, we planned it. I planned a trip down here for Christmas of 2016. Yep. And then that's when we launched our Etsy site okay. um, that had like a couple designs yeah. on it because we would we took pictures of it mm-hmm. and everything. Um, you were going to markets at that point, yeah. Um, and so and then yeah, so we like launched our Etsy on like Christmas Eve mm-hmm. of 2016. <laughs> Big um, good day. marketing plan, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and then I and then I flew back um, to New Hampshire. And then I was I worked on the website, and then for a little while to like, so we could get stuff on our website, and then um, I think I quit my job um, in May, yeah, April, end of April, um, when we started like yeah, yeah we had the when, website up and running. Mm-hmm. I had been going to markets, making some money every mm-hmm. weekend. And we're like, hey, we're like let's we could try do, this. we could yeah. kind of do this or whatever. Yeah, um, and then Danielle's like. Like just move, come and move in with me. Um, just you just have to get down here. Mm-hmm. Um, quit your job, you know, and we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and that was 2017. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So I quit. So I quit my job. Um, moved down here without a job. I I interviewed for a few places. Um, in Augusta, and then I had like a phone interview. And then like the week that I moved down here, I had an in-person interview with Augusta Sportswear, and they hired me. Like a, like a week after I moved down here, and then I started like a month later. So I did have a full time job just because I needed money. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had a full time job, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved working there. Um, and but at the at, so we basically had two side jobs or like had a side job. Yeah, so. yeah. We both had full time jobs and would just do that every evening, most evenings, mm-hmm. every weekend. Work, just work yeah. on freshwater. Yep. So, yeah. So at this point, were you? primarily selling uh, at the market then? Yeah, at the yeah. market and a few sales online. Friends and family really were awesome with that. Right. Yeah. Um, but the and week then, that I moved down. Yeah, we went to we our first. went to our first large festival. Yeah, in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. what festival yeah. was that? Very cool. Old Fourth Ward. Old Fourth. Yeah. The Old Fourth Ward. Yep. Um, Spring Festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. We just go set it up, and it's a lot. Oh my gosh, you had no idea. Like, you know, down here at the Augusta Market, it's pretty easy. You can be really close to your spot and just unload everything, and then mm-hmm. set it up and you know move your car. But at these big festivals, you have to park super far away. It's not car like our first one. In. We had yeah, we had we had to park super far away and cart everything in. And you know, we set up. We did the same setup as we would normally do here. We're much much busier. It was like a whole day thing, and Atlanta's got a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I remember like closing up, like zipping it up. <laughs> getting into the car and we got back to our tiny really cheap hotel and we laid 
on the bed for a moment and we did not get back up no. <laughs> until the next morning. Yeah. And we woke up at like 11. We're like, we didn't eat. And I think we like no. Ubered in like desserts. We it was the only so thing left tired. open. Yeah. It was like dessert. It was food exhausting. Yeah. The first festival was so exhausting. And you say festival is old fourth ward, like a uh, jewelry or art, art it's festival. Art, art, art festival. festival. Yeah. Okay. Yes. They yeah, have a lot so, of really great yeah. big parks, all the big parks um, in Atlanta do. Did, big art did you festivals. sell out? We sold a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. That's when we were like, oh. This is a confidence booster. Cool. Yes. Yeah, this was great. Yeah, we, we loved it. So, and then we started signing up for more and more. So that mm-hmm. was the start of like our festival circuit, okay. which is really where we learned everything. Yeah. From, yep. That we still hold true to, for our business now. But um, yeah, so yeah, I moved down here, started doing festivals. And we would try and do like two... To three a Two month. to three a month. Wow. And then still do the Augusta Market the other Saturday. <laughs> so every single weekend we were busy for the most part. Yeah we, wow. yeah, we would try and fill every weekend with something where we would be selling fresh water. Um, also working our full-time jobs. Right. Yeah. Um, so we were just really passionate about it and motivated to make some money, um, extra money. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we did festivals for like three years. So at this time, like, if people were to go up to your booth and see your designs, like, what kind of designs did you have? Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> it we definitely did, evolved from the yeah first ones. But yeah, yeah, so the stuff that I designed, like, it was we we it loved um, like t- early two thousands like movie quotes. Um, yeah. Like our first ever design was like a picture of like a fern and it said like love fern on it. I don't know anybody who's <laughs> anybody. Okay, the boys so, in the room are like, what yeah, the boys are like, what? <laughs> no, it's a reference to how to lose a guy in 10 days. Okay. Uh, she gives him a fern and she calls it a love fern and then he lets it die. I the have girls seen that it. movie, but I, I don't movie. remember that quote. Yeah, it's not really a quote. It's just like a like a love. So anybody like we like to be like subtle with our like, mm. nerdiness. Like we had Harry okay. Potter art. Yeah, but, cool. But like. Stuff it was that, subtle. Stuff subtle. that you would want, like, in your house, not, like, super nerdy. Right. Um, just because we would like to say we were, like, witty and pretty, and we still kind of say that today. So we had, like, <laughs> like designs that. that were, like, witty, and then we'd have stuff that was just, like, pretty, like some mm-hmm. like flowers and stuff. Um, so we had lots of, like, little quote word art and then just other, like, designs, like mountains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we mostly do that on – we had, like, wood – burned art and mm-hmm. then we had like prints and like other little things that okay. we would fill our booth with yeah. but that was mostly what people could like buy from us at the in the beginning yeah so this is 2017 mm-hmm. and you guys yep. both have full-time jobs mm-hmm. this is a little bit of a side hustle yeah yep. what exactly what changed well it was always like a once we started seeing that we could do a little bit more every month, a little bit more, even mm-hmm. though that meant that we literally didn't do anything else besides when we got home and like we would do that and like when my husband was around, he would make us dinner so we could just keep working, which was awesome. But um, we would literally work from like five to eleven or midnight. Yeah. At oh, one yeah. point, we were in the car on the way to a festival, and we were like, you know, we're really tired. And but we were having like an actual conversation about stopping working at eleven instead of midnight, just to like give ourselves a little wow. more sleep. Do you remember that conversation? Mm-hmm. We were on the way to Nashville for a show. Yeah. And we had we're like, like, yeah, we oh. need to stop working till midnight. Let's try and work till eleven. Yeah. And then we even had we're like, okay, let's. Let's stop working 
at 11. Let's stop working at 10. And then, like, a couple months later, you're like, no, we need to go back to working at yeah, 11. Yeah, well, we couldn't get enough done because yeah, we, we, like, we would we go to the festivals done. and they would sell, like, we would sell out of so much of our stuff. And it would literally, like, it would take me so long to make all the new product. Because um, you were making them by hand. By hand, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Which is very efficient. No. <laughs> and this is the... Are I got we still quick. Doing, she was fast. Are we doing wood fast. burning still at this yeah, time? Or are we, we moved into leather? We moved into leather pretty quickly, I would yeah. say. We had a few things. Um, uh, back to um, Jessie Netzler. She um, and her her and I met before you moved down. And we were already kind of toying around some leather ideas. Mm-hmm. And we knew we wanted to do, like, because we love travel, we wanted to do passport covers. Um and, and, and uh, yeah, I remember meeting Jesse, and she's like, oh, this stuff's really cool. And I had, like, this little, like, leather notebook that I had bought. Like, a, I bought a leather notebook and then um, burned on it. She's like, oh, these are really cool. She's like, I actually stitch leather. I'm like, no, you don't. That's so cool. I'm like, can we work with you? And, you know, you stitch us, like, passport covers. She's like, oh, I'd love to do that. So we worked with her from um, really early on to do yeah. those, um, the passport covers. And then and people just liked the leather so mm-hmm. much and we liked working with it. It was a little bit cleaner to burn on. Um, so it made my job a little easier. And it was our second leather product, the fobs, the key fobs that are our biggest seller now. I don't know. It took us a while to figure those out. Yeah. We just um, knew we liked leather and we were like, okay, what can we make out of leather? That's like, and burn on, burn cute designs on it. Yeah. Um, so we would just, yeah, just try and like be inventive and do, we always like to do things that like not everyone does. We didn't want to be like typical, like leather workers, mm-hmm. I guess. So we were just like, what can we make that's cool out of leather? Yeah. And then the the keychains, like the vintage um, motel style um, yeah. keychains came to be. So we... Um, like, I knew the shape that we wanted, but I was like, okay, so leather on one side, but then the other side is rough. So we're like, how do we cover that up? Yeah. And we're like, well, let's try putting on, like, velvet or something. Something soft. So something soft tactile, so yeah. that it was, like, double-sided. I love that. And then it's super smart. It took months to, like, so funny, <clears throat> these little keychains took us months to figure out. We bought, like, a Cricut Maker, which advertises that it cuts out leather mm-hmm. um so we really pushed its limits for a while yeah <laughs> um and as far as like cutting out like the shape with like the velvet glued up on the back and we got to figure out the perfect like glue so you're like hand cutting and hand gluing and hand burn so you're literally yes. doing everything by hand everything oh, yeah. by hand and this what you're not everything. doing by hand somebody else is just down the street downtown yeah just the one just the leather just that part. just that part yeah, yeah. but That's everything crazy. else we were trying to figure out we did like leather wrapped bracelets um we were trying to figure out um just like what can we do like little things yeah because the little things is what we found sells really well at these festivals that we go to every weekend yeah Mm -hmm. so and we would and i could make make so many more of them than one big piece of art right Yeah. yeah so we started doing more and more little items to fill out our booth and we would sell tons of those and then maybe a couple pieces of what like wall art which was great but yeah she could do ton more little leather goods than Mm -hmm. wall art so then we kind of started doing more and more and more of that and less and less wood art yeah um and started watching things like margins which we had Mm. never thought about before and i was like if i can do 20 of these and we actually make more money than if i do one big one of these so we started to kind of figure that stuff out whereas you know since neither of us have business degrees we would have no idea to be watching for Mm -hmm. um but it really just made our lives easier and i think that's why 
started yes. we started going down that route. And then also another big part of our business that I think helped us with like our online and everything too was we offer custom, like full custom everything. <laughs> that was um, my next question because we're sitting here. You guys brought us these cups with our logo in them, mm-hmm. which is pretty sweet. But but lot this is not uncommon. Like this is something you no, guys do all the time. Right, all the time. All, like, yeah, we make sure that every single product, I mean, I'm a graphic designer, so I feel like, like that's just second nature, like right. e- easy to just take someone's logo or branding and make it into something that someone would want to put on something and use mm-hmm. every yeah. day. Um, but yeah, we did a lot of custom work and, um, Mostly pet portraits. and pet They're portraits, cute. which is what I was getting to. Yeah. Yeah. So we did tons and tons and tons of pet portraits. Pet portraits. Yes. Yep. So wood, wood burned pet portraits. Were you, know? were you, were you like vectorizing a picture? Yeah. Okay. So someone would send us a couple pictures of their pet, of their like dog. And then I would take it and draw up uh, a version of it that would make it easy for her to draw onto the wood and then burn by hand oh onto gosh. a piece of wood wall art that would, they would then have <clears throat> in their home. And we did. Yeah, and sometimes the pictures would be like really, really low quality or really high quality. Either way, sometimes it'd be like a very like simple thing, and then some days I'd be like, "This one's gonna take me three days." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It really depends on the. It depends on the picture people send. So, um, yeah, but that we did hundreds, a lot of hundreds of them over the last yeah yeah, over the years. That's crazy. We'll be right back with more of Freshwater Design Co. with Danny and Brienne on Drop the Disc Podcast. But first, let's talk about a great community partnership that we have had for a long time now, and that's with the Clubhouse. Uh, This is just a reminder to all small businesses and to all people that maybe you want to start a startup or a tech business and you're just not sure where to start. The Clubhouse is the place to start. Uh, They have co-working space. They have mentorship programs. They have ways to go in, uh, build your business plan, build your startup, And of course, they do tech education. If you just want to improve your skills and join the technology side of the workforce, they're all about helping Augusta fulfill and live up to the name of Cyber City. And we love being around them and promoting what they're doing. If you want to learn more about the clubhouse, find them on social media at Innovate Augusta or at their website at theclubhouse.se. So I have to ask, y'all are a pair of hustler sisters right here. Um, (laughs) At what point did y'all, I mean, are y'all full time with this business now? Oh, yeah. So so when did that start? Well, for me, it was earlier because I was production, right? So like we were saying, like five o'clock till midnight and just trying to make. And then, you know, once the the online started picking up, like with pet portraits, like we get a good couple a week for sure. And they would take a lot longer time. Um, And at one point we're like, you know what? If I can just work part-time at my job and then do this and not take, you know, we really didn't pay ourselves for a really long time. Um, I'm like, I can still cover my bills. It'll be okay. Like, I'll just, like, eat ramen when I have to and whatever. So I ended up going part-time just to make it work um, and was really poor for a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. um, luckily, I already had, you know, I was already living with my husband. So um, it wasn't too terrible, but, yeah, I had to just take that little bit of a plunge and do a couple more days a couple more hours you know yeah, on you, would fresh keep, water. you would yeah. keep whittling down your schedule yeah. I had like I started off with like a couple of days where I would still work and then it, yeah by the end 
which I quit over a year ago now, like totally in full. For like the last year that I was working there, I was only working six hours every other week. So have, like nothing. Yeah. I have to say that is a scary time yeah. Yeah. to yeah. quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But we yeah. were so busy that, you know, and but I, I, yeah, COVID had already started when I quit. Oh yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 A year ago today. Mm-hmm. Mid COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I quit like early summer last year, so it was already starting. But we were doing well enough at that point because um, we got into wholesale, which we haven't talked about yet. But um, the free time, really, I mean, because I took that plunge, um, we were able to actually start paying ourselves um, because I could get so much more out. Right. Um, right. And at that point, I think we had already bought the laser too um, by the time I quit. So I was like so, so busy yep. okay. um, trying to run that and yeah. do wholesale. But So to segue into that, so we were doing festivals for like three years. Um, we were really tired. Like we were burnt <laughs> out. Mm-hmm. Um, we it was it was great learning experience for us because we learned our customer. Um, we got to you know just see what people liked and didn't like, or like what people bought and stuff for our business. We mm-hmm. had email sign up, so the main reason why we went to these festivals is to get emails or to make you know sales later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we learned a lot, but we were super tired. And like by the um, the end of the three years, we were at a festival in Atlanta. It was small. It was raining all weekend long. It was we, way way cold for it Atlanta. Was freezing too. cold. We were in our tent with like basically the door like the the doors closed because we were like we weren't selling anything. It was miserable. Mm-hmm. And this lady comes in, um, and her name was Grace, and she was a rep for the Atlanta market which is like the gift um, show, the, the like largest home and gift show, like wholesale trade show in Atlanta, in like the country. Um, and she was like, came in to see, you know, our stuff. And she was like, you know, you guys would really do really well in wholesale. And we're like, oh, I don't know. But at that point we were so miserable at that. We were just like, either we're going to do, do this it. or we're going to probably or stop burn out yeah, yeah we were really getting close i yeah. think to so burn we're out. like let's just figure it out let's figure out wholesale and let's go to this trade show and if um, it doesn't work we'll be done if it does we got something different right yeah that was kind so, of the the mindset so was, she recruited you to a trade show yes mm-hmm. okay. in 2019 okay in the fall of 2019 okay um so we're like all right let's do it so we, i created our wholesale line um figured out like what we could like with margins and everything, what we could yeah. wholesale, what we couldn't. So, um, what was your like wholesale line? Was how was it different? Um, so it was all. It was no no wall art. No, yeah, okay. no wall art or anything. So it's the it yeah. was the small like leather or it was the small like leather items. Yeah. Um, okay. So like keychains, we had like a couple different keychains. Um, we had like mugs, like leather wrap mugs. Um, we had we had hats. Mm-hmm. Um, we did like wine tags. We did dog tags. Um, so we were just figuring out like little items that we could sell at wholesale prices. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Leather accessories. So we figured out how we could, um, all these items that we could sell because you sell them for like half. Right. But they place like bulk orders. Right. So you, the order's more, but yeah. you know, you sell them for less. Um, so we figured out the wholesale line and then we, in January of 2020, we went to the, our first trade show. And it was awesome. Super, super successful. Super cool. Yeah. Super, very successful. Um, we got like 17 accounts, which was great. Like 17 stores wow. placed orders with us 
to for us to sell like our items in there. Was that yeah. were you still hand burning <laughs> at yes. that point? Was yeah. that yes. that's actually why we stopped yes. hand burning because <laughs> yes. everyone was like, I was like, okay, well, just so you know, these are all hand burned, so it might take a little bit to get to. They're and like, they're hey. they're like, but why? I'm like that's just how we do it. They're like, you should consider not doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they're very yeah. honest. We like, thought, yeah, people were going to want like, you to succeed. They're like, that doesn't make sense. Like, aren't there ways that you can do this pretty faster? easily? And I was yeah. like, mm, probably, yeah. Yeah. probably, yeah. Especially since our like the last one of our last stores when they placed their order on the last day, it's like a whole week long. I was like, I know it's January fourteenth, but you're going to get your order in May twentieth, and they were like, okay, okay, we love your stuff, but cool you know and yeah. i was just like we gotta we gotta fix this we got home and we we're immediately like we gotta fix this yeah you started like a weekend and you're like no i can't do this so we yeah. figured out the laser um ordered it and then the laser show so january 2020 we got we went to the festival or the whole trade show and then um ordered the laser in february mm-hmm. it got there in the beginning march and then as you know 2020 right march weird time yeah is when covid started kind of picking up on everyone's radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then, um, yeah, we learned how to use it and then COVID hit. So it gave us a little bit of time to master um, it kind of, yeah, figure it out. Did that then, affect you? Did that affect the business or the yeah, orders or anything? It, well, we had a couple cancel, like call and cancel and be like, Hey, we have no idea how right. our stores, you know, what's going to happen. And we're like, okay, cool. Right. And then, you know, we actually had, we were on vacation when they were like, we might shut airports down. We were like, oh. Yeah, we were out in Utah. Yeah. Oh. Visiting, yeah, yeah doing, like, old stopping ground stuff. We love going out there. We were hiking. Yeah, we were there. hiking. So, you know, not really near phones, not really knowing what's going on. Internet, we get, yeah. yeah, we went to go get, like, snacks from our friends who owned a little bakery there. And she came out to the car because it was, like, curbside. She's like, we're like, oh, this is really weird. What's happening? She goes, just so you know, they just announced something to all the business owners that we're shutting down tomorrow. And we were like. I mean, so like we're not gonna be able to eat, and there she's like, no. no, and we're like, oh my gosh. We so we go. like <laughs> drove to Vegas like the next day. It's like a, it was like a really long, like the whole day, to get over there and got on like midnight flights. Mm-hmm. Which another really funny thing, we booked our flights like on our phone, like right then and there when they were saying it was closing, and we booked them for a midnight flight. Which midnight's confusing because, right, you know, yeah. you can easily do it the wrong day. We did it the wrong day, and it had left. A couple hours after we booked it, we would get to the airport and we're like, we're here for our flight. And he's like, that left yesterday. And we're like, really? <laughs> they're like, really? And they're like, is it, he's like, is it COVID related? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, just get on. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, get on. I was like, that'll <laughs> never happen again where they just let people get on a plane. They just let us get on. Yeah. It was crazy. It is crazy. Uh, yeah. That was really crazy. But, but when we got business home, wise, business yeah. wise, like actually, so obviously we were gone, so we both like weren't allowed to. You got like work from home regardless. Me, they just were like you cannot come in because <laughs> you were you were on a plane. So I was home for a couple of weeks. So it just really allowed us to learn um, learn the laser and like finish up all those orders that we had initially from January. Um, and then by the time people were starting to figure it back out and like do online sales and like stores were doing Facebook Live, yeah, we haven't done yet. Um, yeah, that's fair. But stores started ordering again when they figured out that they could they could work around people not coming in to see them. They, mm-hmm. And yeah. people were like, we need to support our local businesses. So stores started ordering yeah. again. Yeah, but like quickly. the the big thing that um, I 
I think that worked in our favor was when we did the trade show, we were also signing up for FAIR. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have mm-hmm. not. What is that? Okay, so FAIR Marketplace is a, is a wholesale marketplace where um, you can basically owners of stores or buyers for stores can go on to this site and place wholesale orders from people like us. Okay. So it's so like awesome. a beautiful it's, digital trade show. It's it's, it's wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like a 24-7 digital yeah, trade show. Yeah, like kind of like an Amazon wow. for oh, yeah. wholesale. But Very it's like cool. a really gorgeous website. Really and and user friendly. Is, is that F-A-I-R? F-A-I-R-E. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Fair Marketplace. So we were in the process of signing up for getting our brand on Fair so that store owners can go and place orders with us online, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, yeah, we wanted to make sure we had all as many avenues as possible right. for this whole so, thing Yeah, so we did the trade show, and then we were also signing up on Fair. So we launched that in February. We would get or- we got orders in, um, and then and then COVID hit. So... The order stopped for about three weeks, and then we had a couple cancel, like one or two, mm-hmm. and then, but then stores started ordering again because all these stores were pivoting. Like, they had to figure out, they right. still had to sell. Like, mm-hmm. they were doing, like, live sales and stuff. They still needed new, like, A lot of them got websites that they had never done before. So many people learned how to make a website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So... I think a lot of stores like turned to online because they couldn't go to any anything in person and we just signed up. So we um, like three weeks went by, no orders, and then they started slowly trickling in and then it just like took off from there. So mm-hmm. fair is really like our success story as far as like how we got to where we are today yeah. because um, yeah, the, the orders just haven't stopped so, ever. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to finish off this incredible conversation with Brianne and Danny. But first, a quick message about something that we have going on in the community. First of all, thank you to everybody that came to the Moon Taxi concert. It was fantastic. I was there myself. I hope that they are back sooner than two years from now uh, because they just absolutely killed it in North Augusta. Second of all... We have our next show, Augusta Rocks the Third, coming up really soon on October 8th. Tickets are only $20 in advance, and the proceeds go to the Salvation Army Center for Hope, which keeps the money local and helps with our local homeless population. Not only is it a great cause, but it's also going to be a really, really fun show. We have Chris Deddy opening up we have bodega cat with will mccraney who has just voted one of augusta's favorite musicians and we have pure indigo closing the show it's going to be a great time ryan abel is hosting for us so there is not a bad seat in the house for any of this Uh, if you have any questions go ahead and contact us on our social media pages but let's go ahead and go to augustarocks.com get those tickets support local charity and have a great time doing it I'm, I'm curious, was there a store that was a pinch me moment for y'all to get into? Um, and how, how across the United States are y'all? Stores I'm are just curious. So we are We've currently, we're currently over, um, 475 stores <laughs> in the U S and that's Canada. That's a pinch me moment. That yeah. is incredible. That is yes, I just looked hap- at those numbers today. That's what happens when you hustle. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> don't give up. Yeah, we did. We haven't. We're in a couple of stores that are really cool. Um, yeah. Like the Pebble Beach Outfitters. 
Um, so like Pebble Beach, yeah, golf, California yeah. Wow. golf. golf. <laughs> yeah, so they like were creating this new like outdoorsy store, and they wanted our stuff. They saw our stuff at the trade show, and they're like, "We want your stuff," and it's all like custom, like all like I did tons of like designs and stuff that it's just for them. So they have a lot of. Um, so that was a really cool um, order. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Flirty Girl in New Orleans just got like eight different stores. That was a big one. We got that right off the bat at, in person at the trade show, wow. which was okay. really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was? What are some of other Lulu boutiques? Mm-hmm. They're pretty cool. We're we're not in like large like stores or anything. Purpose, we really yeah. like the like the the smaller boutiques and stuff. Because the local then, feel. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like our stuff fits in really well with those, and like because we can like customize things too, um, to kind of like fit their vibe mm-hmm. and um, or their town or their region. Yeah, and then we're working with like a like a person who like owns a store and stuff, so right. we can really like, relate. Um, so it's just really fun. Um, but yeah. 475 stores. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you said feel like owning a store. We haven't even talked about your no. storefront. Yeah. No. When, when, did, when did that all happen? We don't like to settle down. No. <laughs> We're like, yeah, let's just Keep add something going. else to our plate. Um, so that, yeah, we, um, we knew, so... Throughout the 2020, we were really, really busy. Um, we ended up hiring, like, our first um, intern um, mm-hmm. to come help us because we were busy. Like, mm-hmm. we had so many orders, like, we couldn't, like, do yeah. it all. So we hired someone to come, like, work at our house. It was, like, one of my friends. <laughs> um, and so we um, had her, and then we hired another girl to, like, come over <laughs> and, like, stitch hats. And, like, we started getting, like, these machines and everything. We were taking up every single room in her house, every room. Her husband was getting really mad. No, Um, he wasn't. No, I'm just kidding. No. It was just a lot, like two large dogs. So we're like, at some point we're like, okay, we're going to need to figure, we're going to need to figure out a space or something. Because we could not, there was no way we were going to add a fourth team or a fifth team member. Which we desperately needed. In a house. Yeah. Yeah, It was just, it was getting me to be way too much. Right. So we. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were just expanding rapidly, um, growing out of the house, and then we ended up going back to the trade show in January 2021, and then that same week that we were at the trade show, we signed a lease mm-hmm. for the space that we're in now, and then I quit my job. Yeah. My full-time job. Very, very cool. Corporate job. Wow. Yeah. Scary. full-time. So tell us water. about the space. Tell us about the dream for it. Yeah, the space was perfect. We... We actually had no idea where we were going to want to have something. We just knew we wanted to have studio space, but we always thought, like, it would be really fun to kind of have a space for people to buy our stuff right then and there. A little little storefront to help supplement rent, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Because why not? And it just seems like Right, it's like like a little showroom. Yeah, we make stuff for stores. Why wouldn't we have a store? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was literally just going to be like a showroom, like something small. And then, you know, the idea kind of evolved pretty quickly to being, um, you know, we're going to wholesale in a bunch of stuff from our friends and um, shop fair ourselves for other things. And we're so happy we did that because it's been super fun to put that together. And, um, yeah, it's the front one-third of our studio. And put up a little wall. But the space we got, um, our friends um, at SoCo, they're in their space um, at 1022 Broad Street. And Mm. then... Um, they knew that the shop next door was closing and they wanted to take on that space because they had dressing rooms and it just fit them better. So they called us and they were like, hey, if we move over next door, will you come take our space? 
Because they knew we were wanting to. They knew we were looking. looking. That is beautiful. It was. (laughs) Yeah, and there were like, okay. And it was like half the rent that we were like budgeting for. One half (laughs) the space. So, you know. For half the space. So (laughs) we're like. Okay. Maybe we took yeah. we went down there. We took a lot of measuring tapes because yeah. we already had machines. Mm-hmm. So and it's a historical building. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if stuff's gonna fit through the doors. Yeah, we, um, so we took yeah lots of measurements. We're like, you know what? We got the graph paper. We like drew everything out. We're like we could we can fit this. Yeah. If we if we want, I'm like, and the foot traffic would be unbeatable right. comparatively right to the, other yeah, places 10th. that we were looking. So yeah, and we said yeah, and we so we signed the lease in January 2021, and then moved into the space February 2021. Mm-hmm. And yeah, built out the studio portion for first because mm-hmm. we needed to be Keep working. Cranking. Like yeah. so, we like set it up in like a weekend, and then like got back to work on Monday. Like just getting out just all didn't our orders. Stop. Yeah. Oh, it never <laughs> never stops. stops. Yeah. And then, but we knew that yeah, the front like third of the building we wanted to have like a little storefront. So we were working on building plans for that, but um, working with like contractors and stuff like that, and trying to get like a loan. Um, just because it's expensive to, you know, start a store. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, but like nobody really works as fast as we do. So that process took a lot longer. Mm. Um, but we finally were able to open our store in August. Yeah. So we've been open for about a month and a half. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Just, this is an incredible story. <laughs> yeah. How many people work for you now? We technically have one full time, two part time. Three part time, one, <laughs> and one student who's going to be your holiday. So seven, I think we're a team of seven. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we just posted what we're hiring this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. we, again, it just doesn't stop. <laughs> what are you yeah. hiring for? Um, we're looking for productions assistant, um, another full time production assistant. And so. what would they be doing? Just helping with oh, uh, products. Um, so I run the machines. So there's four industrial machines right now. I'm running all of them. So I really don't have any time beyond running the four machines. Right. Um, so anything that needs to be done to the product right after it gets out of one of the machines, that's what my production assistants do. Um, they, like, finish the yeah, products. Finish gotcha. it, quality yeah. check it, make sure it's perfect. Yeah. They, they pack it, um, make it pretty, and send it on its merry little way. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're up to, and we have a lot of fun in there. It's very creative very a lot of satisfying jobs, um, mm-hmm. especially for them. Not as much for what yeah, I'm it's doing. It's a lot of like busy <laughs> like handwork and stuff. Yeah. So, but it's like, yeah, it's not hard work. It's just like good like busy work what, and stuff. Mm-hmm. What time is your storefront open during the week? It is open from Wednesday to Friday at ten until no eleven. She's okay. Right. Wednesday. <laughs> okay. So that's okay. So our store hours are Wednesday and Thursday. We're open eleven to six thirty. Friday and Saturday were open eleven to seven, and then Sunday noon to five. Okay, excellent. Yeah, we like to we wanted to stay open later because we feel like a lot of retail places close. At they like close five too early. Or yeah, six, and does I'm like, that sense. doesn't give any People time. People need to get off of work, right? Yeah, yep. to make their way down. And, and like, if even it closes, six, you feel a little rushed, right? right. You know, to get out of right. five and get over there. So, so like six thirty. Yeah, we'll be six, a sweet yeah. spot. Wednesday and Thursday, six thirty, and then we we try we're open later on Friday and Saturday Happy because hour. of the that's smart. Exactly. The people going to dinner <laughs> right. and stuff. So Very we're smart. open until seven. Yeah, so we we uh, we love it. Yeah. And just for the record, what what's your address? Ten twenty two Broad Street. Ten twenty two Broad Street. Yes. Crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Congratulations, guys. Thanks. Thank you. This was a wild ride. <laughs> this was a wild ride. It really was. And, and for the record, this is my last question, honestly, but you, mm-hmm. you told us about these cups mm-hmm. that you gave us when you came in. Mm-hmm. And I just want to use this as an example of the kind of stuff you guys have. What yeah. what tell, tell us about these cups. Yeah, we had, um, Drinkware's always been a fun, like, must for everyone. People like drink people, yeah. people love, love drinkware. Yeah. drinkware. And we had We try and make stuff that's unique too yeah, so. and usable. And we had glass drinkware previously, but mason jar. Yeah, the supply chain problems have definitely mm-hmm. that's been one of the biggest things for COVID with us. Not really a lack of sales, but a lack of supplies. Right. Yes. So we've had to pivot a lot in that regard too. So Yeah, we had to um, get rid of products. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain ones we still haven't brought back, unfortunately. So, um, but Mason jars got hit really, really hard, which was like, what? But everyone, everyone was canning. Grew a garden and canned. Yeah. <laughs> they, did they, you know that they went through a 10 year supply? Like they had like a 10 year supply of like canning jars and they went, they sold out of it in like a month. I did not know that. Last During in the beginning of in the right in the beginning of COVID. Fun yeah. fact for the Wait, day. Y'all weren't canning yeah. like I wasn't yeah. Canning. I wasn't canning. I wasn't we canning. were either. Ten nope. years supply. That's just insane. Gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we had so, to take our yeah. our best selling item down, which it ended up you know, and a lot of times these pivots is a good thing, um, because the margins we were, weren't that great. They were not that great. They were kind of difficult to make. They were really cute, but so drinkware took a little hiatus, and I knew I wanted to. We wanted to bring it back in some way we just didn't know how and um one day we were i was hiking with my um one of our our best friends up in uh, north carolina and we're just talking about business because why not um while we're hiking and i'm like i really want to bring back drinkware she's like you know she's like you should do something that fits over like a starbucks cup i was like oh i'm like like just the sleeve and she's like sure why not and i was like okay and i like thought about it i'm like that could be cute and then she's like or she's like a starbucks cup look I was like, right. Oh, she's like, you know, at Starbucks, they already make ones that are like plastic. And I was like, yeah, but like not that. Right. And she's like, yeah, but similar. You love so, one, so yeah, we we found I went like deep diving on the Internet for these really cool um, reusable cups that are made out of wheat bioplastic, but they kind of look like just a regular coffee cup. We have the hot one that looks very similar to a Starbucks one, and then you guys both got the our cold tumbler, or it could be hot too. But it's for ice. Call the travel tumbler. Yeah. it has a the straw like collapses, so you can like wash it easily. What? That's really yeah. cool. Like it screws apart, which is what? cool. But it's USA made. It's made out of wheat, Whoa. and I think it looks so cool with the leather, like that like wheat color with the leather. And I just we love them. I yeah. like it because it reminds. Reminds me of an Oreo milkshake. <laughs> oh my it gosh, does. it does. I've that never like, that speckled look. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. I'm gonna yeah, trademark that. that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> they are great for smoothies, so I'm sure they'd be great for a milkshake. That's great. So, yeah. Yeah. Put your Oreo you milkshake in and take a cool Instagram shot for us. Love <laughs> that. Is there is there anything that we maybe not ha- didn't touch on? I mean, I've, we touched on a, a lot. Couple we touched things. a lot. A couple we things. did. Yeah. Yeah. We even yeah. got some a mason jar story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think random information. We hit all the necessary yeah well i do have i do have one more question for y'all now it's time for the drop the disc question presented by trainer gray creative effective quality those are the three pillars that trainer gray really believes in they're a multi emmy award-winning agency based out of evans georgia they pride themselves on the ability to deliver on all aspects of their clients needs which span from video production, brand identity, graphic design, photography, web development, and to market strategies, locally, regionally, and nationally. 
for digital and traditional media campaigns. I know that's a lot to say, and quite frankly, it was a little tough for me to say myself, but TrainerGray is unique in the sense that they produce and deliver these elements in-house and do not outsource any of their clients' needs. And honestly, it allows for a more cohesive brand strategy and campaign rollout. If you need any of this, Trainer Gray is there to help. For more information, visit their website at trainergray.com. And we ask every guest on the show this question. Um, Y'all are familiar with it, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, we're Drop the Diss podcast. And we're uh, dropping that diss that this city gets from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about the city of Augusta, how, how would you respond to them? And Danny, you had started this show off. So we're going to let Brianne start okay. this question, if that's okay. We no, just randomly fine. choose usually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, I would say that, I mean, they just need to broaden their horizons. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, start going outside and checking out fun things that are happening all the time. I feel like Augusta has so much potential and it really is being revitalized right now. We're, we're part of it being in like the downtown and seeing it being downtown because it's so busy. there's so many like businesses and new things popping up downtown and like restaurants and everything. And I feel like it's just like being revitalized a, a lot. Um, and it's just going to be like a really cool place to be, I think. Yeah, so. it's so getting there already. And the, the people that live down here or come down here, um, you know, they love their downtown and we love to be a part of it. We had no idea that they were so passionate about it. And, you know, they're, they're really loyal um, to their businesses and, you know, who they support and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. And there's always something to do here. There is literally always, you know, we're, we're not just this, you know, the downtown area, this Augusta area is big. And if you want to, you can do something every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can go yeah. to Evans. We live in North Augusta. You can go to North Augusta. There's always little fun things happening. Um, in all the different regions. So yeah. there's always something to do. And, you know, there's a lot to do around us, too. We are in an awesome spot in the middle of you can get to the beach and go to the mountains, you know, if you if it just gets too hot one day. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to get up and cool off. But we're in an awesome spot here, I think. And we're really happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. We're really happy yeah. to have you on the show. Yeah. We really appreciate it. This was awesome. awesome. Thanks for having us. It's fun. Yeah, I hey, think so. <laughs> do you guys do you guys do anything like do you have time for fun things now? Sure. Yeah. That's well, great. What yeah, fun do. things do you like to do? Uh, oh. Now travel. that you're not working till yeah. 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 Oh yeah, definitely. That was really fun. That only happened a couple months ago. What was that? Um stopping working before <laughs> eleven o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Be, since we've now moved into the studio, yeah. we, we leave at like six, six thirty. That's nice. We try Seven. to leave work there. Yeah. But it's so it's only been a couple of months that we've been stopping work at That's six. a blessing. Well yeah. you'll have to let us know when you start finding some hobbies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a few I mean we'd like to travel plan yeah. a lot. That's mostly. Um and like now she's looking into like Airbnbs and stuff, like Yeah. Yeah. You get the itch. Yeah. Well, I've been wanting to do it for a really long time, but I think I sat at home one of those nights and I was like, you know, I'm home at seven. Husband's not here. (laughs) What am I going to do with myself? Like, I couldn't work. I was like, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to work. So I just deep dived into like learning (laughs) Airbnb, which I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Property. Yeah. 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 I've always wanted to do that. Um, So I'm looking at that right now. I finally started riding horses again. That was really fun. I go to Aiken Mm -hmm. and take lessons here and there. 
Um, and then, yeah, we just like to relax and then go do things on the weekend now. That's like, great. Actually go to the market, to the as, market a, yeah, as a buyer. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we like just relaxing, go going shopping. for walks and yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Well, thank you guys so much. It was, it was a pleasure Absol- having you on. Thanks. Thanks for having us. This was yes. really fun. I liked it. <laughs> everyone else does too. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to this recording of the Drop the Disc podcast recorded right here at Augusta Podcast Studio. Uh, make sure you stick around after my little message because Chris will be here with Around Augusta where he previews uh, really cool things going on around the community. I know one thing, uh, the Iron Man's going on right now because I see it right outside of our window going uh, going up 7th Street. But if you enjoyed this show, if you want to help us grow, we'd really love it if you'd leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. Go ahead and follow on social media. Uh, we do fun giveaways and prizes through that as well as keep you informed as to what's going on in the community and i'll take my last little bit as an opportunity for one last shameless plug for the augusta rock show uh our goal is to raise and donate ten thousand dollars this year to the salvation army center for hope so far we've donated six thousand so it's going to take a really big show to get to our goal but we think we can do it with your help uh please go to augustarocks.com Get your ticket now. And if you get apparel, it also goes 100% of the profits will go to the Salvation Army Center for Hope as well. But with no further ado, here's Chris with Around Augusta. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. This is a little opportunity for me to talk about what's coming to town, maybe rumors we've heard. And one of those rumors that we heard about a year ago was Lake Olmstead, the old home of the Green Jackets was purchased by a company named C4 Live. If you haven't heard about them, check them out. But to be honest, based on public commenting, C4 Live kind of seemed like a sham. Well, I'm here to tell you that they have now announced a lineup that they are bringing to the Old Lake Olmstead, which is now gonna be called XPR Augusta a concert series with Blake Shelton, Tim McGraw, and there's one other that will be announced. All this happening during Masters Week. Quite frankly, I'm very interested to see if this pans out. I'm ready to see some construction being done. Uh, If anybody has had a chance to go to the old Lake Olmstead Stadium, you'll see that it's very overgrown, very worn out. And uh, quite frankly, an eyesore. I'm very, very excited to see something come come from this. And uh, y'all keep keep your eyes out for this. Um, and that's all I have for Around Augusta with Chris. <laughs>